Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage in a Tightrope. I'm Alan. And I'm Katie. And we're still married. Today's a special day, Katie. Super special day. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. We are recording and releasing on Thanksgiving. We were going to do it yesterday, but what happened yesterday, Katie? Gosh, you were slacking <laughs> off. Got, you didn't record. I got sucked into a vortex of role-making. And I mean, if anyone knows my family, Polynesian family, we don't just do like a few. We do like quadruple. There's enough for five per person. Right, exactly. And there will be four per person left over. <laughs> mm, or more. We make we eat a lot of rolls, and so I did homemade rolls for like seven hours. Oh, it was long. It was. I mean, when Katie mentions it was long, she was in the kitchen from 9 to like 7 p.m., 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Got my pies done, got my rolls done. It was... All good. All good. All good. We hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. And of course, this episode, we wanted it to be all about gratitude. Before we get to the main topic, we have a couple of announcements. First would be on this exact topic. So the hashtag Give Thanks campaign that the church put out, Katie and I were guests on another podcast, our second time on that podcast. And I'm going to make Katie say the name of the podcast. What's the name of the podcast, Katie? Uh, it is called... What is it called? Oh, yeah. Radio Free Mormon. I'm thinking RFM. But yes, it's Radio Free Mormon. We joined Radio Free Mormon and Bill Real and talked about the hashtag give thanks. And it was an interesting experience for me. I think it was it was good. Um, I was very worried about it going into it because I'm the believer and the three of them are not. But they were very gracious, and I felt it was respectful. I thought it was a good episode, maybe. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I thought you did fantastic. RFM's a great host, and he asked you a number of, of questions to make sure that your point of view was represented. Right. And nobody, you know, there wasn't any cackling or making fun or anything like that. We did leave a few minutes early. So the last 10 minutes of the podcast, we have no idea what they said. <laughs> Hopefully they didn't make fun of us or anything. I'm sure they did. So you can go and, and listen to that if you would like. It is already released on RFM, Radio Free Mormon's feed. And if you've never listened to Radio Free Mormon or Bill Real, and you are the active believing LDS person, would you recommend them listening? Um. Out of the recent episodes, especially Radio Free Mormon, yes, I would say this is probably a pretty good episode if if you're like, well, this isn't too threatening. This would not be a bad one to listen to. I'm, I'm going to say that both sides are represented. For sure. And there is a pick apart of what was being said in the actual um, Give Thanks speech itself. Sure. So if that's something that really bothers you or is tender to you. Um, I totally get it. So you may want to steer clear of that. Yeah. For those that have not, we didn't plan on talking about this, or I didn't at least. Uh, for those that haven't listened to Bill Real uh, at all, twenty fifth, and for those that are still believers, 2014-2015 Bill Real is just perfect for for those that are kind of in but nuanced type of thing. There's a number of podcasts, even all the way through 2017. You know, Bill's own journey is is quite interesting where he converted at 17 and was a bishop, etc. So his podcast from like 2012 to present is a really interesting timeline of, of his experience within the church. Anyway, so you can go check out that. That podcast is called Mormon Discussions. But we have one more announcement, Katie. And what is that? Yeah, so we are closing 
pre-registration or Black Friday sale where you get $50 off your um, sign up for workshop on a tightrope. So much thanks to those of you who have already signed up. We are super excited to have you in our group. I just love getting emails saying, hey, you have someone that signed up because we're like, oh, we get to meet new friends. We send them an email like we're super excited to work with you and get to know you. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. It is exciting. And so that deal goes on till Tuesday, December 1st. And then um, the next day, Wednesday, the price will go up. We have spots left. Uh, and we would love you to join us. And it's a great gift. It's a great time to give the gift of uh, therapy and working on your relationship. So if that's something that you would like to do, please sign up um, through marriage on a tightrope. Dot thinkific. Dot thinkific. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. And don't forget, if, if you have HSA money towards the end of this year, which here we are, you can send us an email. Um, we do accept HSA payments, and that's very helpful for those couples that want to use that f- those funds for the the tightrope course. It's not done through Thinkific, so you actually need to e- you need to email us. I forgot how to speak English for a moment. You need to email us at marriageonatightrope at gmail dot com. Uh, again, space is limited. We've we've already had a number of of signups. The first course is in what is it, January nineteenth is the first course, Tuesday, yes. January 19th, and we'll run for, for six weeks. And we have the solo course. If you don't want to join us in the group, you can do it at your own pace. That is something you can also do that um, is an option. You know, something that has happened and happens time and time again when we do these workshops is we have couples who are in um, a place where they financially cannot afford something like this on their own. And so through donations, through the generosity of all of you, they've been able to go through the course because um, half of their tuition has been paid. And this year, this course coming up is no different. I think um, that COVID has hit people in so many different ways. We have people with financial needs. We have people who are going through really difficult things like cancer treatments. And, you know, all of these things that we're very blessed, I think, to um, have privy knowledge to and to find a way to help them. And so we are asking for your help and your donations in helping some of these couples who wouldn't have the opportunity otherwise, who are going through a difficult time to set them up for their future and marriage and help them go through this course. Yeah, if you would like to donate, you can donate to Marriage in a Tightrope at Venmo on Venmo. That is the name of the Venmo handle, all one word. And just put as the note scholarship. And we set aside all of those funds to help couples that are in financial need for the for the workshop. Right. And if you have any questions or, you know, you, you've been a past donor and you want to donate again, just reach out to us, email us, text us, message us. Um, we just, I want to, I can't stress enough how grateful we are for those people who have already donated and made this course possible. And I mean, it makes such a huge difference. And I can tell you when, when a couple gets sponsored, even a half, half scholarship sponsor um, that they get, they show up. I, I mean, they come they're there for every class. They are participating. And this is just very um, helpful for them. So we just wanted to stress that if this is um, if that's something that you would like to donate to, we would love and appreciate your help. 
Now, on to the main event. I could play some like interluding music here, but I won't. We're just going to jump right into it. So we uh, last episode that we had, Katie, you you did a a question on the Facebook group that said, "What is the most pressing issue in your mixed faith marriage?" And that's what the last episode was about. We went the opposite direction with this one. You posted again in the Facebook group, and what was I the did. question this time? I'm a posting queen lately. Just <laughs> kidding. Uh, yeah, my question was, "What were you thankful for?" Now, this was ahead of President Nelson's uh, "Give Thanks" hash the hashtag "Give Thanks." Katie, um, the prophetess. That's right. I think everyone <laughs> is just. This is what we talk about. So. Anyway, I asked the question, what are you grateful for in either your own mixed faith marriage or um, because of someone someone else in the group uh, that helped you along the way? And so we received some awesome responses and we kind of wanted to go through a few of those. Yeah, we'll kind of share our thoughts and then we'll wrap up with what we are thankful for, Katie and I. And this isn't, we haven't even really thought about it. So I guess we have a few minutes while we're reading these to think about what we want to say. <laughs> But uh, I'll read one here, and this is a good one to start with. Uh, one listener and member of the Facebook group said, I truly am grateful for the opportunity my mixed faith marriage has given me to ever strive for sensitivity to others' emotions, beliefs, and lifestyles. I don't have to agree with someone to love them, respect them, or validate their experiences. In today's world, that lesson is a true treasure I've practiced over the last couple of years. I love this. This is truly one of the greatest gifts and things to be grateful for within a mixed faith marriage is that you are now living with someone that believes drastically different than you. And uh, you love this person. Hopefully <laughs> you love this person. And so as you, as you get to know their new beliefs and their new lifestyle and emotions, it, it's, it naturally opens up the door to do the same for everyone else around you. And of course that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be uh, understood that, that before you're in a mixed faith marriage, you don't care about other people's emotions. Absolutely not. But in our case, it, it really did, I think, magnify that, that understanding and that, that, I don't know, power, that um, attribute within us to kind of want to sit in other people's uh, trauma or pain and, and point of view to be able to understand their perspective. Yeah. I like this comment. You know, we had a few people that did shout outs to other people in the group because they were really helpful to them. And I think if you spend any time in this group, uh, you will know of Anthony D. Miller. He is a very thoughtful, extremely thoughtful man. He's frustratingly thoughtful. Whenever <laughs> he posts, I'm like, you jerk, you just make us all look awful. That's right. <laughs> I'm and very this, thankful for him. And this post was about him. And it says the perspective he brings to the group and to the Mormon fixed faith marriage group is such a blessing to me. I have never heard of differentiation and my husband's faith transition felt like a huge threat to my marriage and myself. After reading his comments, I was able to start picking those emotions apart and realizing difference in a marriage is normal. Normal. And it was there before all of this. Now, almost two years later, I still find his comments are usually the most enlightening to me. And I, I want to give a shout out to him because he does participate and he gives a lot of great comments. And there are so many others, especially from our moderator group. Our moderators do a really good job um, spending time, their own time uh, on every post and looking at them and going through them and then thoughtfully responding to them. And I think that that's what makes the group vibrant is having that type of 
conversation where people are allowed to express how they feel and do so in um, an enlightening and respectful way. Anthony Miller and I have more mutual friends on Facebook than Katie and I do. <laughs> He's the only person that I have more mutual friends with uh, in excess of mean, what I have with you. Is that because I'm picky? <laughs> you are a little picky. I'm also extremely liberal with, <laughs> with hitting that accept button. That's right. Yeah, Anthony, we love you, my brother. And uh, Mary Gravette was the one that typed that. I know that she's cool with us saying her name. She also, she also um, typed out this this following thing. She said, I'm so grateful for the opportunities Dave, her husband, and I um, have and try to take to practice radical acceptance of one another. I think that is a really cool term, radical acceptance. She finishes off by saying this mixed faith thing is not for the faint of heart. But when we try to accept the other wherever they are, it makes me grateful for our marriage. Radical acceptance. Katie, do you um, are you a fan of alcohol or drinking of it? <laughs> I mean, I think you know the answer, but no. The answer is no. Yesterday, or it was two days ago, I had work off and uh, the kids were at school. So we were like, look, we're going to lunch. So we went to lunch. Uh, it was more of a brunch. It was kind of a mid mid-morning. And... I used the restroom. I'm giving too many details, but that's what I do. I was in the restroom and Katie kind of ordered our food. And when I got back down, she had ordered me a mimosa. It was a little orange mimosa with champagne in it. And that, to me, is radical acceptance of the other person. He didn't like it, by the way. It wasn't that good. But it was, the thought was great. I made sure to drink at least a fourth of it. <laughs> so I, I love that term. And Mary, thank you very much. Uh. Another comment that um, came from one of our moderators, Rachel Katz Cooper, and I love this comment. She said, lately, we've been in touch with several couples that are either partially in the church or all out of the church. We've had numerous discussions with them about their struggles, their pain, the pain that they have felt, and ultimately just their decision to leave. I have seen so much strength in each of them. I used to think that a couple is weak if they both end up leaving, but in reality, it takes a strong couple, two people full of love to leave together. I'm still in and Brett is very clearly out, but taking or talking to these couples has made me appreciate what Brett and I have as well. We have done a lot of compromising, a lot of arguing and a lot of talking over the years. We've grown so much as individuals and as a couple through our journey as a mixed faith couple. I know it seems crazy to say, but I'm grateful for our hardship. I'm grateful for the tears and sleepless nights because it has brought us to where we are now. We respect each other more and we love each other more unconditionally. And I I think that Alan and I get to witness the the joys, the highs and the lows of people's relationships and their own journeys. And that has been... I mean, super fulfilling. I don't know how else to put it. Um, every time we go out with a new couple, which, by the way, we still are doing. We did just a, a week ago. Um, and we we listen to their stories or we interview with someone. It's just, it just brings back to the forefront. Uh, people have, people have um, a similar thread and similar story, but everyone goes about it differently and everyone has wisdom to give and to share with others. And, and it's really neat that, um, you get to be part of someone else's journey. You know, I think of the Marco Polo groups, which have been, <laughs> you know, we, 
there have been a few Marco Polo groups that have been created, one for believing wives, one for wives who are out, one for, you know, um, if you live in this area. I mean, it's, and they can be overwhelming because, you know, when you have 30 or 40 women driving in their car to pick up carpool and they're all talking about what's going on with them, um, it really can be uh, a lot. (laughs) But I have also found that some of my closest relationships have come from those Marco Polo groups. People that, you know, some people we've, I've never met in person who live halfway across the United States. And um, it, that's another, I, f- I feel like that's another thing that I'm grateful for is the fact that we have so many modern technologies to help us keep in touch with each other. Yeah, this, I know that our our thankfulness is bleeding into reading other people's thankfulness, and that's probably expected. But what what Rachel and Katie, you you kind of expanded on it, but what Rachel mentioned here in this comment really rings true to me is one of the top two, three different um, gratitudes of a mixed faith marriage is, especially because we're the ones here on the podcast, we've got to meet so many people, the Facebook group, the Marco Polo groups um, help with that as well. But our closest friends are those that have been in mixed faith. And some of them are still mixed faith and some of them aren't, Mm -hmm. but they get us. There's no thin layer of just, you know, small talk that needs to happen. We hug each other when we see each other and then it's off to the races on what the latest conversation was with, with bishops or what are we going to do about the ordination? And it's, it's, they get it. They understand us. We understand them. And it really makes friendships flourish. So if if you are, I, I love what, what Rachel said as well, that for a long time, it, it was, it looked like it was a weakness if both spouses ended up leaving. And she doesn't see that now because she's been so close to people. That's when you are close to people and not just in this situation where both spouses leave, but if you are close to people, for the most part, you can see why they're in the situation that they're in. You can see why they've made the choices that they've made. It's only if you allow them within your little your little circle to uh, to really understand them. So I'm I'm grateful for you, Rachel, for expressing all of that. And shout out to all my Marco Polo bros. Marco Polo's not just for the sisters. <laughs> Marco Polo's for the dudes. But yeah, except there's a big difference between what we talk about and and what the guys talk about. Yeah, the guys, we talk about uh, TV shows that we're going to watch together. We talk about grilling. We talk about video games a little. We talk about experimentation with medical marijuana. A few people. I don't. But a few people have. It's a little different. It's yeah. a little, There's not a lot of... Actually, there's not a lot of mixed-faith marriage discussion. <laughs> and for us women, there is mixed-faith marriage discussion, but then also like just day-to-day. You argue about whose husband is handsome the most handsome and we give each other lots of advice. <laughs> How grateful you're, you, you try to explain to them that you're the most grateful for your husband, right? I don't explain any of this, anything. <laughs> I'm fishing for compliments and it's not working. So, well, one comment did have to do with Marco Polo. So yeah. I'll read that real quick. If I had a nickel for every time my polo group has talked me through some crisis or other mixed faith and regular faith and just regular life, I would have a whole lot of nickels. One of those things I didn't know I needed until all of a sudden it fell in my lap. And now I can't imagine what I do without these hooligans in my life. I love, I love that, uh, that message. Again, that's just kind of, I think that's a good capstone to the, 
Marco Polo technology discussion. And you know what? A lot of these couples, a lot of these people have met each other through the meetups. Right. And so I, I really want to, you know, as soon as things settle down, we would love to do more meetups because we know it's important for couples to connect, to get to know one another, to find friends. It's so hard to, you know, how else do people do it? Maybe in our group, but it's nice to meet in person. Face to face can't be beat. There's nothing better than a big old mixed faith hug. Uh, if you you need to bring your certification of your validation of a uh, COVID vaccine in order to be admitted to one of our meetups. Okay. S- right? s- StubHub or <laughs> Ticketmaster. Bring the empty needle <laughs> to show us you've Wasn't vaccinated. it Ticketmaster? It was one of them that said, like, before you could come to any of the concerts, you would have to prove that you've had the vaccine. That you've had the vaccine. Wow. And then they took that down real quick because of the backlash they got. Well, yeah, it's all those microchips. All right, <laughs> moving on. And there was there was a comment as well. We don't have it here to, to read, but there was a comment as well saying how grateful they were for the meetups. So if here's another plug for the map. If you don't know anyone else in your space, there is a meetup map, or at least a mixed faith map. You can go into our uh, Facebook group. It's under the announcements uh, link at the top. So it's not the pinned announcement, but is one of the announcements in there. There is a mixed faith map. You can go to see if other couples are in your area. Um, many of those have left an email address or said, message me on Facebook. Uh, and we encourage you to add your pin as well. There's, there's a couple hundred, I believe, uh, couples now. So if you're in the Murray area, we're one of them. We're on the map. So thank you very much. So Katie, I think we have to get to wrapping up this episode because we have some pies to finish. I have some frog eye salad to make, which is a delicacy from uh, my grandmother's pantry. <laughs> I did not even know what frog eye was before I married Alan. And then someone told me it's ambrosia salad. And I don't know what ambrosia salad is either. I don't, that doesn't sound appealing. That sounds like meaning flowers. Your, ma- your mom told me that that's what it's called. Oh, ambrosia salad. Well, it's called frog eye salad because of the pasta that is used. The pasta is the, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but a chine de pepe, mm-hmm. which is little teeny balls. It's like tapioca balls. They're really small and they, they're about the size and shape of frog eyes, depending on the frog. But I mean, that would have to be one tiny frog. Oh, we're going to Google it after this. But <laughs> anyway, it, the consistency is you're chewing up a bunch of little pasta balls, but there's, it's really simple. Whipped it cream and pineapple bomb. juice. It is a sugar bomb. And it's what I grew up on. So we love it. Katie's family, one tradition that they brought culinarily to the family is how they do mashed potatoes. I remember the very first Thanksgiving with Katie, she made... So yeah. she made orange potatoes. Yeah, we call it orange potatoes, and it's half yams, and then the other so it's half sweet potatoes, I should say, half sweet potato, and then half um, regular potato. You just boil them together. And you boil them together, and you mash them up like just like like a regular ma- you know mashed potatoes, but it's orange. When potatoes. you're not used to seeing it, you're like, why are these potatoes orange? And then you taste it with your mouth, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I do not want. Ever since I first had them, it's like, nope, whenever we're making mashed potatoes, we've got to make them orange. They're yeah. so good. They're so good. We never we never eat regular mashed potatoes anymore because they are good. But, Alan, what are you thankful for? You know, I think we should do a rapid fire ping pong style uh, gratefulness. So I'll, I'll say one and then throw it right back over to you. How's <laughs> okay, that? Okay, sure. I'm grateful for this year. 
this year has tested us in many different ways than we would have expected going into it. And I'm grateful that when, and this is longer than I just led up to, but I'm grateful that when everything shut down, there, there was this thought, and it really, I don't know that we consciously actually thought this, but there was this thought of, is, are we going to be getting along by the end of this? Like, I'm not going to be going into the office or traveling at all. We're going to be around each other every waking moment. Is this going to be a detriment to our relationship <laughs> or a strengthening to our relationship? And I think I can speak for the both of us that it has been a great strength to our relationship. And it's kind of been like a, hey, we really do like each other. <laughs> Poor Alan has endured during um, COVID when the kids were home and I was homeschooling. There were times where it became a fever pitch with me and the kids and he would come downstairs and say, okay, why don't you go take a break? I'll take over from here. Like he totally understood. Well, it made me appreciative of what you do as a parent. And I, I obviously I knew and know what you do as a parent, but being here to hear it through our thin walls... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> really drove the point home. So I guess I'm I'm grateful for for you as a an amazing mother and mentor to our children as well. Oh, thank you. We have a special guest in our studio. <gasps> what is your name? Zach. Hi Zach. How old are you, bud? Seven. Seven. Do you want to share with all these millions of people listening what you are thankful for? Sure. Go ahead. Um, thank you for our dog. Our dog? What's his name? Ozzy. What do you like to do with Ozzy? Try to make him growl. You, you like to try to make him growl? You do. You torture that poor thing. <laughs> oh, do you just love him to death? Not that much. Not that much. Well, Zach, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're thankful for you, buddy. Katie? What are you grateful for now? I'm not going to go on and on because there's a lot of things I'm grateful for. But um, what pertaining to all of you, I'm super grateful for this community. I would have never guessed that so many people would have the opportunity to form friendships and to get to know one another and find support in this group. And it's, I think... I mean, we can argue all you want about where that inspiration came from, but I definitely felt like um, I was inspired to to do this, and um, it has been a calling, and I feel like it's been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done, and I'm grateful for the many of you who put yourselves out there to be vulnerable to talk about your marriages, to talk about your struggles, and to connect with others and help them and support them while you your support you yourself are getting supported. And, you know, there have been so many people who have been uh, just big supporters of ours, both um, financially, um, just friendship-wise, and also um, doing work within the, the group itself. It has been just amazing to see other people flourish and and do what they do best. And so I am super grateful for all of you, for all of your contributions, even for those people who just email us and say, I can't believe I'm emailing you. And I want to tell you my story. And here it is. And I think for some people, it's just therapeutic to get your story out there, even if it's just in an email to Alan and I. And we recognize that as uh, really 
an offering that is very personal and we just love you for it. Thank you all for everything that you do for us. (sighs) Exactly what Katie just said. I can echo and ditto all of that. We love you 3000. Like that's a end game reference, I guess. Thanks (laughs) for, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Marriage in a Tightrope. If you are listening today on Thanksgiving Day, what are you doing? Go spend time with your family. (laughs) We're grateful that you're part of our mixed faith family, you crazy kids. Uh, We will talk to you on the next episode. Please email us at marriageinatightrope at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group by the same name and our Instagram by the same name. If you want to connect with us at Marco Polo, I don't know. How do they do that? I don't even know how to do that. There are, oh, this is the good thing. There are mixed, uh, just go to the Facebook group and search for Marco Polo because there are Marco Polo links posted in the Facebook threads. If you can't find them, let us know and we can get you hooked up. Thanks so much and happy Thanksgiving. We're going to see that it was better that we grew up together. Tell me you don't want to leave because if change is what you need. You can change right next to me When you're high, I'll take the lows You can ebb and I can flow We'll take it slow And grow as we go